wish that you would love me more Nobody else but me Like shorty, what you asking for? Yeah, that is the vibe on a Mindset Monday. I wish you would love me, Raiders, the way that we all love you. But after a absolute debacle in Atlanta, it sure feels like love is lost around the Raider Nation. A Week 12 curse. We're going to dive into that right now. Welcome to the Rebel Report Podcast, Steel Talks Raiders, as always. I am your host, Brandon Steele, and if you watched the Raiders game yesterday, I'm sorry, because obviously, John Gruden, Derek Carr, they're not going to say it, so I'll go ahead and have some sort of representation of this game yesterday where the Raiders lost 43-6 to to the Atlanta Falcons, who were 3-7, and now 4-7. and they made the Raiders look like the 3-7 and seven team on this day. And sorry if you had to go through that. If you're new to the Raider Nation or if you're a recurring member, welcome. This is what we felt last year, Week 12. And I keep mentioning Week 12. There's a curse. There must be a Raiders curse with Week 12. Last year, the Raiders at 6-4 and four flew into MetLife Stadium. They lost 37-3 to the New York Jets. This year, they fly into Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, 6-4. and four. All week long, I had said, the Raiders had said, hey, we're better than last year's 6-4. and four. Leaps and bounds better. Better players. We're running the offense better. The defense isn't better, but we're in the right mindset. We're going to go into Atlanta. We're going to handle the business. I predicted we would win. I predicted Josh Jacobs would have a great day. He had the worst game of his entire Raider career. Seven carries, 27 yards. Likely tore something in his ankle. That's my opinion. The way the injury looks, I would say he might have tore a couple ligaments in his ankle. At least a high ankle sprain. He had the worst game of his life against the Falcons. Derek Carr wasn't any better. His first game of the season where he was just treated like absolute smut. Bad interceptions. The Falcons threw him to the turf, stepped over him, got in his face. Brandon Parker, a guy who's had a lot of praise, played like the Brandon Barker, Brandon Parker of old. They shoved him on the ground, got free, free path to Derek Carr all game long. Derek fumbled multiple times. He leads the NFL and fumbles loss at the quarterback position. Josh Jacobs fumbled twice. This was a terrible. Terrible performance by the Las Vegas Raiders, and we've been here before. Deja vu, the Week 12 curse. The Raiders can't figure out how to win games in the last six or five games that they play. Now, I know it sounds like, well, the season's over or something. No, it's not over. The Raiders play the New York Jets on Sunday in MetLife. And if I had it my way, if I was John Gruden or Mike Mayock, I would have got back to Las Vegas late last night from Atlanta. I would have said, go home, get a good night's sleep, show up 6 in the morning at the facility. We're going to have a quick conversation. I'd gather the team. I'd say, look, pack a bag, get ready to go to East Rutherford. We're leaving early. I would have the boys in New York all week long, and we'd be staying in a Motel 6. No more Marriott's, no more Courtyard's, no more Hyatt's. 
Nothing. No more Westons. You want to put up six points? You want to play like you don't make millions? Stay in a Motel 6. Be humbled. Maybe that'll make them a little angry, piss them off a little bit, get them to the point of like, damn, we played bad. Here's the consequence. We're going to have a miserable week of practice. We're going to go hard at each other. We're going to challenge one another. And we're going to take all this aggression out on the 0-11 Jets. That's what I would do. Obviously, that's pretty ruthless. I'm going to be accused of being a jerk. You can't do it with Corona. Whatever. That's my thinking. These guys, superhero athletes, millions and millions of dollars, came out and put up six points against the Atlanta Falcons. And it would be one thing if the Raiders had never done this before. It would be one thing that if in the John Gruden, Mike Mayock era, that this was the first time ever that we have seen the John Gruden, Derek Carr-led Raiders get absolutely staunched. But it wasn't. This was the fourth time. Maybe even the sixth. And it's getting old. And we're in an AFC West where it's extremely difficult. Your room to breathe is becoming claustrophobic in the AFC conference. Nothing is worse than having to tune in Tuesday night to watch Baltimore play Pittsburgh, praying that Baltimore loses. Because although the analysts and the fans may think Pittsburgh's going to remain undefeated and beat Lamar, we all thought the Raiders were going to beat the Falcons. They didn't. I'm not saying that sports are scripted. I'm not saying the NFL scripted. But there's this thing that I refer to to people called the script. It's the movie. It's the underdog story, right? And bear with me. Every year there's a game that does not go the way it was supposed to go. But it's the type of script and the mentality in the opponent's locker room that the opponent is thinking, hey, the Raiders are riding in high. We're going to shock the world today. We're going to put the Raiders on notice. We're going to punch them in the mouth repeatedly. And we're going to basically be the underdog and we're going to be the star in this Disney thriller. And that's what happened yesterday in Atlanta. The Falcons all week had a better week of practice, I guarantee you. They were more clear-headed mentally. They showed up and they played the role of the underdog in the script in a very, you know, big moment in the Raiders season, but an even bigger moment now in the Falcons season as Raheem Morris probably locked up the head coaching job for the Falcons. Raheem Morris, we talked about it. He used to work for John Gruden in Tampa Bay. John had nothing but good things to say about Raheem. And Raheem outcoached John Gruden yesterday. Key part in the game I'd like to bring up. It was 16-3 or 23-6. I think it was 23-6 in the third quarter. And the Raiders were beginning to drive the ball down the field. They found themselves in the red zone. Raheem Morris took a timeout. Big circle of Falcons gather up on the sideline. He takes 30 seconds of his time, look his men in the eyes, say, calm down, stick to the game plan, cover your zones. When they catch it, hit them, keep them out of the end zone. If they score, we'll get back to the drawing board. All it took was one. 30-second timeout from Raheem Morris to gather up the Falcons and say, go ahead and relax for one second. 
What are we doing? And let's get back to what we have to do. There were plenty of opportunities to where it just felt like the Raiders needed a timeout. They needed to huddle up on the sideline, look around, look each other in the eye and be like, look, cross country trip. We're playing in a hostile environment, but not really. There, there's no real, the, the stadium isn't full, but you're on the road. You had to deal with the travel. We had to deal with the Corona protocols. We've been doing it for 12 weeks. And it really was mind boggling to me that all it took was that one time out for Raheem Morris to gather the Falcons and be like, look, calm down. Let's get back out there. The next two plays, pathetic from Derek Carr. Under pressure, can't find the read. We settle for a field goal. So it was when the score was 23. It was when the score was 16-3 or whatever. And that's all it took was for Atlanta to have a timeout, get their minds right. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Back in the first half when Derek fumbled, and now things are starting to get out of get on, out of control. Maybe if John took a timeout, or maybe if Derek huddled up the offense and said, this is what we need to do, things could have been better. And maybe Derek did that, but we didn't see it. Because when you're watching the game live on CBS or Fox, you're not seeing all these things. You're seeing what the cameras want you to see. So maybe there was some sort of gathering, but to my knowledge, didn't see it for one minute. And I that spoke volumes to me that Raheem Morris for the Falcons, he took some time, called timeout, said this is what needs to happen. We need to regather ourselves. And that was huge for them. The Raiders never regathered themselves. It was the same self-defeating nonsense that we saw last year in week 12 and week 13. I do not understand, ladies and gentlemen, what the hell happened yesterday. I'm over it. Raiders lost. There's nothing you can do about it. The only thing that they can do is show up at practice, have a better week of practice, and prepare for the winless Jets. And with Josh Jacobs' ankle being a factor... You shouldn't have to beat the Jets with Josh Jacobs. You should be able to beat the Jets with Devontae Booker, Jalen Richard, Derek Carr, Brian Edwards, all the guys that we talk about every week on the show. The Raiders without Josh Jacobs are good enough to beat the Jets. I would go ahead and put Josh on the shelf for this game because I was mistaken last week. The next three games are are not Falcons, Jets, Chargers. They are Falcons, Jets, Colts. That's a big problem. Go ahead and shelf Josh for this Jets game. You should be good enough to beat the Jets without Josh Jacobs and have them ready for the Colts game because the Colts have the first or second best defense in the NFL. After yesterday, the Colts gave up a ton of yards to Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. They're still a top three defense in the NFL They'll sure be able to handle us. They have an offensive genius in Frank Wright. You're going to want Josh Jacobs in that game. You're going to want the 100% Raiders, the best you can get in the game against the Colts. You don't need it so much in the game against the Jets. That's what I think. And Derek even said in his post-game press conference they had a bad week of practice. They were extremely off-kiltered. And that's something, it's like we're never on-kilter. You never hear 
the term, the Raiders are on kilter. The Raiders are on track. It's always off kilter. They're on the wrong path. Everything felt good until about 11 a.m. on Sunday morning when it was halftime and it started to become an avalanche of issues. I know this was negative, but what else am I going to talk about? Nothing positive from this game. Henry Ruggs had two catches. Cool. Brian Edwards, he was out there, didn't do much. Aguilar had a few catches, great. The penalties cost the Raiders a lot of yardage in this game. The Falcons had a drive. We kicked the ball to Atlanta. There's a legal block in the back. Half a distance to the goal. They got to start at the 10. They go 90 yards with about 40 of the yards being in penalties on the Raiders. Shooting yourself in the foot. Can't get out of their own way. Foolishness on the Raiders' defense. Now, was the officiating the best? It never is when the silver and black are on the field. I'm sorry. It never is. There was a roughing the kicker call. Dalen Levitt was shoved into the Falcons kicker by Luke Stalker, shoved, thrown into him. And then it felt like Koo, the kicker on the Falcons, really selling that injury. He had to put rubber bands on his knees. What does a rubber band do? Like a typical rubber band that you see across a damn newspaper. What does that do? You put it on your knee. It's not like you're, not like you're even putting KT tape on it. I've never seen anything like this in my life. The frustrations began to build, and it went, it went down the drain. The Raiders are 6-5. and five. There's another team in the NFL that is reminiscent of what the Raiders did yesterday, but they played better. It's the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals were 6-4. and four. They're now 6-5. and five. They lost to New England. They got outcoached. They missed the game-tying field goal. We're not alone, but the AFC compared to the NFC, it's a different race. If the Raiders want to go to the playoffs, it's very likely they're going to have to win out. Why? Miami's on our tails. We play them Saturday night primetime week 16. Colts in about a week. It's going to be a bloodbath in Vegas over at Allegiant Stadium. Going to be a dogfight in the trenches. So this is difficult. We play the Chargers Thursday night football. There's no easy schedule. They said the Raiders had the easiest, the second easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. False. Just lost 43 to 6 to the Atlanta Falcons. How are we going to get ready to beat the Jets that are trying to figure out how to tank for Trevor Lawrence? Well, last year they were also tanking with Sam Darnold, and they beat the Raiders 37 to 3 or 34 to 3. So with that being said, Raiders-Jets, Sunday, there will be a Raider-Jets preview show. We'll bring it up with a little bit more positivity. As for today, on a Mindset Monday, get your head on straight. Attack the week. And hopefully, the Raiders walk into MetLife and go 7-5 and five by beating the New York Jets. We'll talk about that on another episode. As for today, a little bit of doom and gloom. But that's what the Raiders played like on a rainy day in Atlanta, trapped in that dome, 43-6 to loss. Raiders are 6-5. and five. It gets tougher from here. Thank you for listening to this rant. Still Talks Raiders on the Rebel Report podcast.